Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Swallow your pride, there's nowhere to hide What would you decide when it's on the line? If it's do or die, would you compromise? Or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide? Would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? You can never touch the sky, don't try to fly Rocky roads, but we stayed unshakable Been through it all and we're still unbreakable What's up, guys? My name is Ashley Horner. Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. Today, I have a very intriguing guest on my show that I was really excited to bring on because he is a badass day job. He is a professional bull rider. And not only is he a professional bull rider, but he is currently ranked fourth place on the PBR World Rankings. Uh, he started riding steers when he was only eight years old. He knew that he wanted to be a bull rider at the age of three. He started competing at the age of 13. Andrew competed in the Touring Pro Division in 2015, and in 2020, he made his debut on the Unleash the Beast circuit with PBR. He has gone through so many ups and downs. Th- this this is one of the accounts on social media I talk about, like, you know, following positive accounts that are going to help elevate you, inspire you and motivate you. Just trust me on this, guys. I know that you're like, I, I'm into fitness or I'm into business. Like, how is a bull rider going to inspire, or motivate me? Just trust me. You have to follow this guy on Instagram. Andrew dot dot Alvidrez, A-L-V-I-D-R-E-Z. That's Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W. A-L-V-I-D-R-E-Z. So follow him. Check out his YouTube channel. That's also linked to his Instagram. Really incredible guy. I'm so excited to um, to bring him on to the show to talk about fitness, his ups and downs, everything that he's gone through and where he is going, guys. None other than Andrew. Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. I'm certainly glad to have you on. I'm really intrigued by everything that you're doing. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm thankful to be on, and I'm pretty impressed with all the workouts you do. You're shredded. <laughs> Thanks. It's- Thank you. Um, so um, we're just going to get started. I, I really just want to talk about, um, like, I've never had a bull rider, obviously, on my podcast before. Like, you're an... Um, you're just the only one that I've ever had before. So I would really just love to talk about kind of like your upbringing, how you got into the bull riding. But what's really cool, I really want to see just like the, the twist on like fitness. I mean, obviously you're a bull rider. That's an extremely, it's a physically demanding sport. So uh, I really want to talk about like kind of like your your training and how you integrate all of that. But uh, we'll just keep it conversation style, just supernatural. Um, and then we'll just have a good time. I'll probably take like 30 minutes of your time today, 30, 40 minutes. So, all right. That'll work. Okay. All right. Andrew, welcome to the reborn podcast. It's certainly a pleasure to have you on my show today. Um, I came across your feed 
uh, probably a couple months ago and I was just really um, I was really interested in everything that you're doing Andrew is a professional bull rider uh, so I want to kind of can you tell the listeners a little bit about how did you even get into the bull riding I know that you started at a very young age uh, but it's not every day you come across something like oh what do you do oh I ride bulls for a living uh, that's definitely uh, that's an aggressive day job let me tell you so kind of back up for a little bit and I would like to know how how you got started in the bull riding and where are you from yeah so uh, I'm from West Texas Seminole Texas and you know I watched a movie called eight seconds when I was three years old and it started off from there you know just entering little amateur deals and it turned into a career so were you into the 4-H uh, the 4-H club when you were growing up what is your background did you, grow, uh, no, did, you grow, uh, did you grow up in the city did you grow up with with like was your was your father a bull rider uh, actually no he was like uh, he worked in the oil field his whole life he was actually an amateur boxer so that's kind of where my fitness came about and um, Seminole you know it's a small oil field farming community you know Gaines County mm-hmm um, I'm the only cowboy in my family, you know, it was, it, it's really strange because literally this movie, Eight Seconds, imprinted on me since I was a little kid. And ever since then, I wanted to be a cowboy. Wow. And now I'm a cowboy. Now you're a cowboy. So <laughs> yeah. how, I, I kind of want to, um, so did you just get like, you always knew that you wanted to be a bull rider? Since you were little, that's all you wanted to do. So how does the training look like? Like, so I know, so I'm actually from Oklahoma. I grew up on the Rock and D Ranch. My parents actually bred and broke quarter horses. Um, Before I was born, my father was into the bull riding, but definitely like never, never to the level that you're at. It was just like the local, like the local shows, you know? Um, So tell me a little bit about like, how, how did you get into the bull riding? Did you... Did you start out like riding the what do you when you go to the fairs what you can like ride a little calf or something around? Did you do all of that? Like yeah. how did you know? Like how did you get into this? Yeah, so um I was about 8 years old and my mom and dad told me, you know, the Seminole County Gaines, you know, rodeos in town. And I said, "Yeah, let's do it, you know, just for fun." Well, I got on the steer, got hung up, stomped all over and ever since then I was hooked. It yeah. was the most exciting, fun thing. And that's where it kind of, you know, it really didn't take off as a career idea or dream until I was about 13, 14 years old. Because that's that's when, I, you know, you really start, you can make a, pretty much I was winning money at 12, 13 years old. Like every weekend you can win about 300 to 500 bucks, you know. You know, at 12, 13 years old, that's that's a lot of money at that so, time. So what are the rules for a 12 to 13 year old? Um, is it still because don't you have to how long do you have to stay on? Is it still the same amount yeah, of time? So, yeah. So it's uh, eight seconds. And at 12, 13 years old, you know, you're getting on about 1100 pound, you know, animals. We call them junior bulls. Okay. You know, they're not full grown yet, but they still got their nuts. So yeah. they're still bulls. Sure. And uh yeah, you know, it, it really started being a career around 13, 14, because that's when you start entering open deals, traveling different towns. And, you know, my whole life, you know, I've had a fitness background because my dad, you know, he was, you want to be the best, you got to work your ass off. So that's where all the working out and training started mm-hmm. being implemented. Riding horses, getting on a shit ton of practice bulls. 
um, anything really to keep my body, you know, just in that physical demanding aspect. Because really now at my career at this stage, my training's really for endure the punishment. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to get stronger or faster. Mm -hmm. It's for that longevity, the healing, recovering part mm -hmm. of it. So growing up, was it whenever you kind of entered into the bull riding realm, you were all already working out like it, it was basically a package deal. Did your did your father was he like pretty like pretty on you about like you have to train if you're wanting to oh, do the yeah. bull riding? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like he every single day he was on my ass. I had to do about I think it was six sets of 50 push ups every day, <laughs> six sets of two minute uh wall sits and uh -huh. i had to curl like a 10 pound plate oh my gosh that was my yeah and i remember being a little kid i was able to do that every day mm. and man it hasn't changed even to this day you know i still work out and sure you know anything that prepares me for the weekends yeah can you i, I we probably should have done this in the beginning but will you just go over the basic rules of bull riding because i know a lot of our oh, listeners yeah. probably don't know i actually don't even know like the rules for bull riding so yeah. go over the basics um and what does it take to win like just kind of go over the basics of the of bull riding yeah so um Bull riding, you ride this bull for eight seconds. And do you, do you, you get to pick judges. your bull? Only in the short round, which is the very last round. Whichever, like, if you're coming first through 12th, if you're sitting first, you get to pick your short round bull. But majority of the time, it's a random draw. But you ride for eight seconds. You can only ride with one hand. And if you touch with your free hand, it's considered a DQ. The judges, there's about four judges and they're scoring the bull and the rider mm. so pretty much how classy it looks how much control it looks how hard the bull's bucking how tight is his spin you know there's a lot of factors it's heavily opinionated on the judge but you know that's what accumulates you know the score mm -hmm. to use the the perfect score will be a hundred but mm. that hasn't been done yet and if it was done it was like in the 60s 70s so it's really uh. not considered you know, like the highest score right now in today's time will be 98 and three quarters. Okay. That, that's the highest score. So do you go out just one time? Because you say like a short I, round, kind of to talk about the differences, like when you go out. Yeah. So, so like uh, for this week, uh, tomorrow, actually, I'm flying out to Nampa, Idaho. I'll be riding one bull Friday and I'll be getting on two bulls uh, Saturday. But sometimes it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so I could be getting on uh, four bulls a weekend. Wow. But majority of the time, it's three bulls for sure. Wow. What what kind of injuries have you injured? I imagine many, but I guess start back to your adolescence whenever – do you remember your first big, like, injury that you had as a teenager kind of wanting to get into this sport? Yeah, you know, like growing up, you know, especially when you're in your teens, you know, you bounce back pretty fast. So mm -hmm. I never, you know, I was always fortunate just to get a bunch of tears and bumps and bruises. But when I was about 16, I, you know, ruptured my front thing. It's whatever holds your shoulder in. I dislocated my shoulder and mm -hmm. it tore the labrum, rotator cuff torn. Finally got it fixed in 2018. Then in 2020, I was leading up to make my first PBR World Finals, and I broke my C7, broke my neck. 
So I was unable to attend my first world finals, but other than that, just a bunch of broken ankles. Okay. So, so pause for a second. (laughs) So how long did it take you to recover from that? You didn't, you didn't get to go to worlds. Yeah. How long ago did you say that was? 2020. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Seven months, about five months in a neck brace and the two months after that physical therapy. Wow. Um, and what does your family say about all this? The ones that are closest to you, how I can like, I just imagine like if it was my son that was out there or if it was, you know, my husband out there, like you're, I mean, how, how do they, what does the support look like there for you? Is it like, are they like, Oh, I'm supporting you, but I can't watch. Or is your team like in it, like in the thick of it with you? Um, how does that, how does that look for you? Yeah, so um, I've been doing it for so long, you know, like, especially with my parents, you know, they were kind of on the fence about it. You know, they saw that I was passionate about it, you know, and I have great parents, you know, they supported anything I was passionate about. Um, Now I'm an adult, you know, I'm getting on the professional caliber bulls, you know, I can see they get nervous, but Mm -hmm. they're still pretty supportive. Mm -hmm. My wife, you know, she's the greatest support I have. She's always in my ear, you know, always wants to go and watch and support, so they understand what's at hand because I'm also the type of individual, you know, I'm, I'm stubborn as that wall. You ain't going to tell me what I can or can't do, you know, sure. just try to keep you safe and recover. yeah, you know, always, yeah. My wife always says, you know, don't trust the bull, trust God. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what we go with. Mm-hmm. How to talk about a little bit of the mentality, um, leading up to the day, to the day of the, what do you call it? A ride? What do you call it? A show? Mm hmm. Yep. A ride or, oh, yeah. or show? Yeah, event, event. show, ride. So, we so just call it the bull riding. The bull riding? Okay. So leading up to that, you know, I my only experience of like what this must feel like are just, you know, competitions that I've had against humans. I've never gone on uh, up to, you know, against a competition with an animal and one that's like five times my size that could, you know, shatter every bone in my body. What what is the what is the the build up like that and and the the mental space that you kind of do you have a mantra do you can you talk about that a little bit? Oh yeah, so like every event, you know, I wake up in the morning and I immediately go and train to get the blood moving, blood pumping, and then after that I'll go get some lunch. But really, when that that mantra you're talking about doesn't start until I'm about to leave the arena. I usually meditate for about 10 minutes to get my head space right. You know, I'll do a Bible devotional. I love reading the the full armor of God, mm. you know, verse. Mm-hmm. I, I love reading that one. It mm-hmm. really reminds me, you know, it's good for me. Sure. Put on the and full armor I, of God. Yes, ma'am. And then whenever we go to the event, you know, I get my gear ready, kind of the locker room's pretty laid back, you know, everyone's having a good time, bullshitting, talking about what bulls they got. So it's all, you know, jokes and fun. Mm-hmm. You really don't start seeing that suspense and serious atmosphere kick in until the national anthem's done. That's whenever it's time to put your rope on the bull and get after it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, different bull riders have different, I guess you say, mentalities for me. I always say, you know, like, let them dogs eat. You know, I, I get pretty, you know, serious up here in my head. You know, I I like to think of it as almost going to war because, sure. you know, you 
you land in front of the animal or you land underneath them, they'll hurt you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel like you have to go at it with full aggression and full force. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of praying. I pray after the national anthem. I pray over my bull. I ask the bull, you know, I tell God, let this bull fill my Holy Spirit mm. and let me go at him. Mm. You know, like one of my coaches, he he's had a good quote. He said, bull riding's a lot like a dance, but like all dances, a fight can break out uh -huh. and then you got to fight. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Uh, do you travel with a team or is it just you as an individual? You talk about like the, the locker room, so to speak, or like the back mm -hmm. where everybody's getting ready. Yeah. Uh, do you have a team or is this like an individual sport? So from January to May, it's the individual season where each rider is riding only for himself. And then from June to October is the team series oh. to where there's five riders to a team. And you're a, you know, teammate. So y'all score aggregates to the winner. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about like when you're traveling and stuff, what is, you know, we talk about training a lot, which has obviously been extremely important, but what about like your diet? Mm -hmm. are, are, is you just eat whatever, or like, is there like, is there any emphasis on the importance of like what you eat or when you eat? Do you like, can you talk about that? Oh, for sure. No, nutrition is really important. I'm not the best at it, so I just fast. Oh, I'll, you're a, you're a faster, okay. okay. Yeah, I'll fast all day just so I can have a good-ass meal, you know, for dinner. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it, I mean, it's all excuses at the end of the day. You know, we could meal prep and do all that thing, sure. you know, when we're traveling. But, you know, for me, I enjoy fasting. Mm -hmm. I eat a lot of red meat and mm -hmm. Coke Zero and water. That's <laughs> my diet. That's the secret <laughs> recipe, huh? Oh yeah, Coke Zero and red meat. <laughs> nice. Do they do they separate you guys on a weight class, like a wrestling match no, or anything? Everything's the same. No, Everything oh yeah, is there's the same. all different, all different shapes and sizes. And, oh yeah. And what would you say your career highlight has been up until this point? My highlight has been probably um, this February, January. I had two event back to back wins. Mm. They were big also, events. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Manchester, New Hampshire, and Albany, New York. Wow, nice. Those and are, and what did those do for your career? Are are you now entered into like a national level of bull riding or? Oh, I've I've been national. I've been a professional bull rider since 2018. But when I went, whenever I won those two event wins, it shot me straight up to the top five position in the world. And now I'm top four in the world. So I'm consistently you know taking nice. action to claim that number one spot nice so what does that look like for you that road to glory oh a, a lot of grinding a lot of riding yeah. a lot of praying yeah oh yeah like, so because yeah, that's go ahead oh no just saying that you know in march will be the world finals which is head, held in fort worth okay and, no may May. May will be the world finals and the winner at the end of the year gets a world championship buckle and a million dollars. So that's the goal. Nice. That's a good goal. What, what is your opinion on um, just like, I guess, rodeos in general? Because whenever I was a little girl, I was going to the rodeos all the time, but it really seems to be a dying sport. 
Do you feel mm. that way from your perspective or are you really, are you starting to see like, and it, it varies from like the region demographics where yeah. you live, obviously, are you seeing more, do you believe that this is a dying sport or is it really just like the parts of the region where you're at? So like growing up, you know, I always heard, you know, cowboys a dying breed. Yeah. Until one of my buddies told me it's not that it's a dying breed. You just can't see us from the road. <laughs> and I believe that is so true. Like I've met cowboys in New York, Canada, Montana, Oregon. I mean, I've met cowboys everywhere. Sure. California, you know, like it's really you got to find that community, you know, find that people because whether they're rodeo people or just cowboy and people, you know, that work on a ranch, live on a ranch, they're out there. And I'm I love it. I yeah. can't wait to have a family of my own and bring mm. them in this tradition. Mm. I love that. I see a lot of families are actually going to the homesteading uh, lifestyle mm -hmm. and really wanting to start kind of raising their families out in, um, you know, not so populated areas. Um, if somebody is listening to this and they're like, okay, like I want to get my, 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 I'm, you know, I have a, a two year old. I, I don't want this two-year-old to be addicted to, you know, the gaming stuff, the the Instagrams. Yeah. I mean, we're going to do bull riding. What is the first step of getting somebody into that? So uh, it depends what age. If they're around three years old, four years old, man, enter a, find somewhere where they have, you know, those little open rodeos or county rodeos. Put them on a sheep. Yeah. Put them on a cat. Um, I will say that they're going to have to learn to be tough, you know, really quick because as i notice as times get comfortable especially here in the u.s i feel like you know young men are getting soft growing yeah. up mm -hmm. just because of times being so comfortable you know it's not their fault but i do promise them if you get your you know children in this in this environment in this tradition they're gonna grow up hard they're gonna grow up independent and they're gonna grow up to look out for themselves because in this culture you, you know if you ain't if you ain't got that work ethic, you know, you, you ain't gonna really be, you know, respected. Mm -hmm. So I, I encourage it because all the guys I know who are cowboys or rap bulls, mm -hmm. they take care of their own. And, you know, I respect that about them. Mm -hmm. Would you say that it's your community that keeps you going? What is it that keeps you going? Especially after like some hard losses. I mean, you broke your neck, your back. Like, I mean, you're in a body cast, basically. Let's just say you weren't training mm -hmm. in 20, mm -hmm. 2020. Is that the year? Yes, ma'am. What what keeps you going? I'd say it's I, I can't live, you know, a normal life. It to me, going to work every day or clocking in somewhere, to me that's almost it's like suicide for me, you know. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine living a life like that. Like I have to be doing something that's worth dying for. You know, you know, I, I truly believe that that we're I believe I was put here, you know, for a purpose, whether that was to ride bull or to show people what God can do, you know, through someone like I always pray to God, you know, when I get on this bull, don't let them see me, let them see you, because mm. without God, you know, I couldn't do this. Mm. I couldn't hit the ground or break my neck and be able to walk again. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I feel like there's a higher purpose for me being here. Mm -hmm. And I'm not perfect by, by no means at all, sure. but I truly believe that I was put here to do something, mm -hmm. whether that was spread the God's word on the platform mm -hmm. or just to encourage someone to go out and do something, you know, 
that's not normal. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, all I know is that I have a purpose in this world. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm searching for it and I believe I'm going to find it one day. Yeah. That's really powerful. What Thank is your, what is your traveling look like? How, how often are you home? And when you travel, are you training while you're, you're traveling? Like, are you training with other, like, do you have a coach? Do you have a trainer? What do you do? Oh, yeah. You do. You have a coach? Yeah, I have a, a personal trainer. I go through the champion living. They're on social media. And then I have Antoine Burton out of PBRSPC. I have those okay. two trainers. And I train every day. I'm only home. Like, we just drove in Monday from South Dakota. We drove in all night. Tuesday and today, I train home. And then tomorrow, I wake up and fly off to Nampa, Idaho. So really, I train on the road and at home because mm-hmm. we're not home really long enough to get a consistent routine. Yeah, and you're are you flying or are you having to drive to most of these events? <clears throat> yeah, so um, I have a rule of thumb: if it's over fifteen hours, I'll fly. Mm. If it's under fifteen, I'll drive. Yeah, I, I'm I'm basically the same way. We have a lot of family up in yeah. Ohio. I'm in Virginia, and I, I usually I can take like a twelve hour ride, but anything longer yeah. than that, it's like fifteen hours would probably be max. Oh yeah, I'm my ass is gone from yeah. this car ride. Yeah, <laughs> but also you have to take into consideration like whenever you're sitting for that long, like any longer than that, and you're gonna have to like perform, uh, you know, just the just sitting for a long periods of time uh it can be it's it's difficult for your body to kind of come out of that and and to start performing when it needs to um what is so what is your workout plan like what is your split or how many are you training i know that you're saying you're basically maintaining um Mm -hmm. are you doing a lot of hit type exercises and movements or what does your workout look like yeah so um it's all a mixture of things um whenever i'm home i'm home i enjoy going to mma training out here in Henrietta, Texas, because I feel like it's good for the mental toughness, you yeah. know, the cardio. But majority of the time, I'm doing a bunch of like calisthenics, mm. learning to control my body weight, plyometrics, so I can keep that, you know, athletic, you know, built. Do you, you know, do a I lot of core? Wor- core? Yes, a lot of core. Yeah. Pretty much every workout I do, I try to throw core in there. Sure. Like core stability. Um, I enjoy hit workouts because it keeps my weight down. So it's pretty much a, a whole genre of workouts. Sometimes there's isolation workouts. Like if I have an injury, I really isolate that workout. Um, I used to do a little bit of CrossFit, but as you know, I've learned that doing CrossFit, you got to be kind of healthy. <laughs> and usually throughout the whole year, I'm never fully healthy. Yeah. So yeah. You <laughs> are always battling an injury or something. Something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I do what I can and I work with my trainers and they, they help me out a lot. Mm, nice. Do you ever come out to the East coast? Oh yeah. Oh do- yeah. We, we go East coast, West coast. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm, I, I know I mentioned uh, a second ago that I'm in Virginia, but there's not even there, there's not even rodeos around here. I don't even know the last time you have to go like, I think South I'm in Virginia yeah. beach kind of on the coast. So I think you gotta go more South into North Carolina, oh, yeah. but I used to actually live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know that area. Oh, yeah. So I was, there's a lot of bull rides and rodeos down there. Yeah. That's what's weird. There, there, there's rodeos everywhere. You, man, you just got to look. Yeah. I mean, if you're not in that community, it's almost kind of 
difficult it's almost hidden a little bit you you do have to look for those and we were i I, a couple years ago i was looking for um like the 4-h clubs to get my boys into and a lot Mm -hmm. of that they seem to be more outside of the city um so but i know like the schools and stuff have have all of that available most of them do anyways um nice yeah so what like what does the next couple years look like for you are you just going to stay on the competition train and just keep hammering and training what does that look like coming up oh yeah um the goal is to you know just win as main world titles as god allows me to and to really you know build my brand it's you know that i post all over my social media so i want to build that brand and you know get people on the awareness to look out for it Mm -hmm. you know i want to offer my you know my i guess you'd say intelligence on bull riding you know i feel like i can help a lot of young guys out there coming out but really just sticking to the grind because you know this all started out as a love for the sport and now it's turned into a goal to be the greatest bull rider that ever did it and Mm. that's the goal well your social media is really inspiring i i love watching your story and just how real you are because you talk about the losses too and um it's something that you know people people see people who are who have been successful like yourself and it's easy to be like oh they must like it must be easy or they must have special some special gift or talent and it's good to see like it's important for people to understand and to also see the grind that goes into it and know that like not every day is going to be a w you're going to have many yeah. days that are going to just it's gonna it's not going to work out even with your schedule your training but you have to keep moving forward like even through the losses even through you know the failures or the mishaps of not hitting your training you know what have you like there's never going to be there's very few perfect days there's very few perfect days and um i think a lot of younger people coming up they have the misconception that once they even get on on track or on a schedule that it's going to be easy and smooth sailing but it's not it's not. It's like the moment you get on track, the moment you get on a schedule or a system in place, there's always going to be a wrench thrown into it. And I think that you have to just go into things like knowing that um, like there's never going to be a perfect time to start. You just have to start. Yeah. And even when you do start and you're on a perfect path, there's going to be so many obstacles that come up in your way. And you just exactly. have to keep no matter what, you just have to keep moving forward. Yes, ma'am right there i couldn't have said it better right there yeah that- so you're doing it because i see your losses and 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 i th- and go ahead i'm gonna share your social media and our intro and our outro but what is your social media what's your instagram oh, uh, andrew dot alvedras alvedras right i didn't know how you s- yes. pronounced your last name alvedras yeah. with a d yes ma'am yeah. Yeah. I, if you're listening to this, I really would like to encourage you and recommend to go, to go follow Andrew. All of his stuff is really inspiring. Um, it's, it's all about the grind and just the, uh, enduring the will not to quit. Like he just, he won't quit. And I see that in you and you can, you know, it's a, it's a testimony to what you're doing and it's really inspiring Andrew. So I know that you kind of feel like you're in this small niche of like bull riding, but it's there there's so much and on the fitness side of things and it's just it's really incredible what you're doing so i just want to say like keep it up people are watching people like myself are inspired by what you're doing by what you're sharing on social media and um also sharing your faith i think that's really important uh, especially now in today's age and leading by an an example like that so thank you oh thank you man i i appreciate all those words it's 
it's definitely a life's journey, you know. Sure. But as they say, the man that loves walking will walk further than the man that loves a destination. So mm. I'm just thankful to be a part of it. And I'm just, you know, I got to let people know what my faith is because it ain't me. Sure. Trust me. Oh, yeah. It ain't me. <laughs> yeah. I get my ass whooped. I don't know how many times by these bulls, but I'm going to keep sticking my hand in that bull rope. Yeah, I love that. I love oh, that. Yeah. What a testimony. Hey, thank you again, Andrew, for coming on and to being a part of the Reboard podcast. I, how can people find your bull riding schedule? Because I want to find out when you come over somewhere in my vicinity, I'm going to come down. I want to watch you ride. So where is the oh, yeah. schedule at? All right. Uh, PBR.com. Okay. I'm on the uh, I'm on the Unleash the Beast series, which is top 35 in the world. Okay. So you go to standings and you go to events it'll show you right there pbr.com nice so i have i have one final question do you ever go to the bull riding like we have so we have a pbr uh the bars here we have like two of them but they're the bars that have like the bull inside the the bar right do you ever go and like and you just stay on forever and they can't (laughs) (laughs) no i i don't I don't get on that mechanical bull. Why I know not? what bull you're talking about. Why don't you get on that? I'd be like, oh, watch me. No? Oh, man. If I get enough drinks in me, you bet your ass I'll probably get on it. <laughs> I figured that's but where you you're just... getting your training done at, no? Oh, no. I try to stay away from them things. Some things will hurt you. <laughs> oh, good to know. Good to know, yeah. All right. Hey, Andrew, thank you again um, for coming on. And really, again, it's truly a pleasure. And keep it up. I just wish you, like, so much safety, just so much success in everything that you're doing. And I will be cheering you on always. Thank you, Ashley. I appreciate you. All right. Have a great day. You as well. Bye. Take care. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Reborn Podcast again with Ashley Horner. Be sure to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about the show. And thanks for listening once again to the Reborn Podcast from Ironclad. I'll see you guys next week. What would you decide when it's on the line? Would just do or die? Would you compromise? Or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide? Would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? You can never touch the sky, don't try to fly. Rocky roads, but we stayed unshakable. Been through it all and we still unbreakable.